Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I am very excited to introduce you to Michelle Tarango. She is from California. She is probably one of the most inspiring people that I have ever talked to on the podcast when I, or for, in the pre-interview, and she will be one of the most inspirational people that I actually interview on the podcast. She um, works in social work in California, and she is helping to, um, helping to bring awareness to the mental health issues of the homeless population. And she is working actively to help people who don't really have resources get healthier. And it's, it's going to be a really exciting episode. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi, Deneen. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. I know it's pretty early on a Saturday morning for you, so thank you for getting up early for me. I appreciate it. No, it's all right. No worries. No worries. It's still awesome. morning. I got the rest of the day. It's fine. Your morning was something exciting. So I was just yes, telling the sure. audience how excited I am to have you on the show, not only because of your aspirations for the entertainment industry, but for what you're doing for the homeless population of California. So before yes. we really get in, can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, definitely. And thank you for having me on your podcast, too. So, um, I, (laughs) so I, um, I am a Mexican American girl who's just in the social work industry right now. I, um, I'm an aspiring actress and model. I, I think that this platform will help me a lot with what I am planning for myself, which is a 20 year plan of uh, making my own nonprofit that is going to, um, provide services for the homeless community, which is what I'm doing right now uh, in this mental health agency in Long Beach that provides services for the homeless population. And I feel like this is a platform that's going to help me a lot. I grew up in Mexico where this is such a a stigma, and I'm trying to fight it here um, because here there's more awareness than there is over there. So there's more resources for me in order to bring more awareness to this and then eventually bring it over there as well because this is such a big issue where people think that just because homeless population are around there, like everything is going bad in their neighborhood and everything, but it's deeper than that. It's it's deeper than, than those physical aspects of what you just see when you see a homeless person. So this this is actually something that um, I'm very passionate about, and I feel like having this platform, having this um, resources will help me get more resources for people who like them. I think that's awesome. I live in Philadelphia, and we have a pretty high um, homeless population here in Philadelphia and it's so easy um, and I I don't want to sound like I like I don't want to sound heartless or anything like that but it's so easy Mm -hmm. when you see so many homeless people on a daily basis to just walk by and be like oh 
instead of like, okay, yeah. how can I help these people? And like, I feel yeah. like unfortunately that's the norm instead of the exception. And I'm sure that it's that way in California too. So before oh, yeah, we go definitely. any further, I, I want to thank you so much for helping people who really need the resources. So well, thank you for that. I mean, we'll yeah, it's just, goals, you know, um, um, the end. We'll definitely get to your goals of the um, entertainment industry, but this is something that's like yeah. really heavy on that I would love to talk about. Um, yeah, so definitely. Same in California as it is here, but I know um, here for homeless shelters, a lot of times if someone has any kind of mental health issues, they're not even allowed into the shelters. Is it the same in California? Yeah, well, there are some shelters that will take people in, but then there are some that, yeah, they're definitely, it's a no. It's definitely a no, and then a lot of them, because they have some sort of illness or they have some sort of something going through, they have a pet. And a lot of these shelters don't allow people with pets. So there's another thing, you know, because people are alone most of the Mm -hmm. time. So they find themselves, like, with this cat or this dog that they find outside as well with them and then they build this relationship with them and that's what they hold on to you know this is their hope like this is this is their thing where they feel like someone accepts them or something is acceptable so and then for other people to be like oh no you need to get rid of it if you want to be inside so it's like no i'd rather be outside so that that as well is like an issue but i imagine that a lot of times that the pet is also their reason to keep going. No, it's not just a companion, yes. but a reason to yes. keep trying. Because it's not the same situation at all. But um, when my grandmother was like really getting like toward the end of her life, and she was really sick, like I feel like the the one reason that she stayed on as long as she did was because she her pet. She didn't she didn't know who was going to take mm-hmm. care of Victoria, her dog. She was like, I can't yeah. get until someone takes Victoria. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, see, like in those instances, like for people that are not homeless, people that are indoors, like have a house, have a have a job and everything, and and rent an apartment, and then suddenly they're like, they have a new owner on their building, and they said that there's no going to be any pets, and you have a prey like a dog and a cat. And it's like, what are you going to do? And then you have like all this mm-hmm. like this crisis because then you you're trying to find a place where you can have your pets with you, and, and then if you can't find a place, then you're trying to find someone to take care of them. So imagine that being, like, tripled because you're homeless and you have, and that's, like, an, that's a barrier, but then you, you don't, you don't want to take part, like, you don't want to be part away from your companion that's been with you maybe, like, years, and yeah. there's these people that are coming to you, and you're like, oh, no, you can't have it. Like, if you want to be inside, you can't have it. So that's something that we work with. Uh, in the agency that I work with, we work with the recovery model, which is basically it's it's individualized by person. It's like it recovery mm-hmm. doesn't look the same as everybody else. And people think tend to think that it's the same for everybody else. Like, go oh, just give them an apartment and they'll be fine. But then if you give mm-hmm. them an apartment without giving them any, like, management or maybe therapy or something then it's more it's more likely that they're going to lose their housing and then that just just not that just doesn't work like that people think that solving this is like oh just fill apartments and give them a place to stay 
without any, like, building a foundation. Because maybe people mm-hmm. have been homeless for 10 years and forgot how to pay bills, forgot how to pay rent. And then they they miss their their payments and what's going to happen, they're going to get evicted. So it's like, it's like teaching people how to recover from their situations. Yeah, that's, I think that's something that people don't realize too, especially like if you yeah. said, I mean, I've never been homeless, thank God, but I think that's something that people forget. Like, and there's also a different mentality of living on the streets, a different t- way you have to survive. And like even taking yes. the bills and all out of that, like there's like a mentality because I, um, I spoke to someone who was in prison for a long mm-hmm. time and he was like, yeah, he said, the thing that you don't realize is once you get out, everyone's like, okay, yeah, I got out. But you have to like form every part of who you are to fit back into mm-hmm. society. And this is someone who was like today, super successful, like super, super successful, but he was in prison for I think eight years and he had to completely reform his whole, he's writing a book on like how, on like how do you go from, being in prison to being out of prison. It's, it's the same thing with homelessness. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna so yeah, you're gonna be judged all the time, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bet for this person, it's like when he was trying to apply for jobs, right out out of uh, jail. Yeah, he was gonna be look, looked down at, and it's pretty much kind of similar to. Like homeless people, when we apply for apartments or we apply, we help them mm-hmm. trying to find a job. The same thing. It's like, well, what's their address? It's like, well, currently they don't have one. So we're trying to like build up and trying to advocate for them. And it's like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. if he, I mean, how can he start if like no one's giving them a chance? Basically, yeah. like this is like the similarity. Like, how can they start something? How can they start their life if they are not yeah. given the chance to? Yeah, I mean, and that even goes, if you want to even go beyond the job and the housing, that goes for health care, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, a lot of a lot of times, homeless people can't get health care either, so, like, now they have, mm-hmm. it's, this is so eye-opening, I hope this is eye-opening for my audience, too, because, like, you think, okay, you know what, now, you're homeless, you're not homeless, why aren't you being successful, yeah. but you really have to relearn every area of your life, and yeah. I love that and you're, then- um, yeah, I mean, some people have been homeless for years. You have maybe longer than I've been in this earth, and it's just amazing mm-hmm. all the things that they're not familiar with. Some some people mm-hmm. are not familiar with smartphones, and they are stuck on flip phones, you know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of teaching them as well to use smartphones, to use computers, to like how everything's been digitalized now. So they they're not on that era in their brain. So they were they're stuck into what they know, like the last thing they know. So it's always also mm-hmm. teaching them that, and it's just it it amazes me. The small things that we take for granted are things that are for other for them are are huge. Like for us, like using our smartphone, it's nothing. Like we can just go mm-hmm. and and do all these things. But then if you just give one to to someone that's been homeless for like 20 years they're they're not gonna know what to do and then they're gonna be calling like you're gonna have a lot of missed calls because they blood dial and it's just it's it's you know it's it's it happens yeah. it happens and you know it's it just like teaching them all of those things you know it's like teaching them coming yeah. back like how and then the way that they want to come back to it's not 
your way of doing things is like their way of how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, like being yeah, safe about it, obviously. I love that. I love that you said earlier that it's everything is individualized too, because each person has their own story, but each person also yeah. has, I'm sure, their own things to overcome and. Mm-hmm. Like something that a lot of people, I think, have a perception of also is that like you're homeless because you want to be, and like yes, I'm sure that there I, are people who like. Yeah, I I with. hear that. Yeah, I hear that a lot, a lot. Like, oh well, they're there because they want to. They're there because they're addicts. They're there because oh, they want to be off the grid. But it's more than that. It's more than that, and. When I hear that, when 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 I say, "Oh, I do social work," oh, what do you do? Do you work with kids? And I'm like, "No, I work with the homeless population that um, suffers from mental illness." And then they're like, "Oh, what?" I'm like, "Yes, there's there's part of the homeless population that you think that are there because they want to, or they're there because they're addicts, or for some other reason. There's this there's this percentage, a big percentage of them that." are struggling with something and maybe sometimes that's the yeah. reason why they're homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can't they yeah, can't I... handle life while having go like having them going through whatever they're going through and no one is helping them. So obviously, yeah, I mean the consequences that they're gonna be homeless because it's easier for them to just be away from everyone and deal with whatever they need to deal with by themselves, but then it's harming them in in, in the long run. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, there's so many layers to this whole thing that it's just, um, I'm thankful that there are people like you and your agency out there that are treating everyone as individuals and not as, like, just numbers. And so I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to start talking about your dreams and how you're going to help yeah, all these definitely. people. So, like, for for someone like me who's, like, not a social worker and not, um, not at all equipped to actually – physically help homeless people like what is something that someone like me can do like if I want to if I want to be helped if I want to help like what is something I can do so there are things I mean donations donations are a big thing like donating to like your local churches uh or um like non-profit things or like the events I don't know if you guys have events over there um that like those um drives you know those yeah. things are really, really, really helpful because uh, on the on our agency we do have like this uh, portion where there's a shower, they can do laundry, and they there's a closet. And whenever we get donations, it's really, really amazing how many people donate clothes that they're not going to use anymore. And for these people to have like another set of clothes other than what they're wearing, because usually sometimes that's all they have. So yeah. that's really good. Like, I mean, volunteering chins and stuff like that. Kind of like engaging in conversation with these people because sometimes they will go to, to like, the drives, they would go to the soup kitchens, but then it's, like, it's the same thing. Like, they get ignored. Like, they're just like, here you go, thank you for coming, and that's it. You know, it's, like, mm-hmm. for them to be acknowledged and as a person, I feel like, it's a big thing because for a, yeah maybe they're ignored six days out of the seven days of the week or probably all seven days of the week they get ignored. And then they go to these yeah. places where they get these resources, kind of like a, a little bit of a glimpse of hope, but then they're still ignored. 
sometimes because people are like, here you go, bye. And instead of kind of like, oh, how was your day? Like, what's your name? Do you come here often? Like, things like that, kind of like acknowledging them. It's a big thing. Yeah. So treat them like human beings. Yeah. You would want to be treated. Yes. Basically, awesome. yes. I mean, it's common sense, but, you know, people lack common sense these days. So it's yeah, good to get it out there. People lack common sense because, I mean, it's hard to get people to treat people who are like them as human beings. Yeah. Let alone someone who they mm-hmm. think, oh, this, look at this person. Yeah, I'll never be that. And, like, the thing is, yeah. too, is, like, the truth of the matter is, ninety percent of Americans are one paycheck away from being homeless anyway. So it's like, yes, it's just it's an amazing. Definitely, it's I mean, amazing. it's like it could be, like it could be you. Like you just, mm-hmm. you, you know, you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You can't predict the future. Yep. Okay, Michelle. Thank you so much for. Um, raising so much awareness for homelessness and for the people and just giving us, for giving me, if no, if no one else is listening gets a glimmer of hope from this, I thank you for giving me a glimmer of hope for just to know that there's someone who is being a voice for the voiceless and someone who is helping to humanize people or bring humanity back to people who maybe yeah. need it more than anyone else in the world. So thank you so much for that. So well, no, now let's get to talking about your dreams and your aspirations. So <laughs> when did you decide that you wanted to be a part of the entertainment industry? Well, I've always had this thing since I was little. I mean, I was always like very artsy when I was young and I would always participate in like dances in school um, when I was in Mexico, which is like the traditional dances over there. And I would be oh, in place, yeah. and I will always, yeah, I will always try to do something. I don't know why, but I was there, and um, and then it all kind of fade in a way when I started being, uh, when I started getting out of like puberty, and then I moved over here to LA, and it was everything was just so different, and it was like the culture mm-hmm. shock, and I was just like, okay, so I need to find who I am here in this new place because everything is so different. So in, in like finding myself and like all of this chaos, I just stopped. I, I stopped doing it. And then I was always hearing people, I was hearing like my past relationships, like, Oh no, don't do it. Like, why are you doing it? Like it's already too late. Like you should start earlier, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I was always listening to other people. Mm-hmm. till I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I am going to do this, and I am going to try to work. Even, like, as long as it takes me, I don't care. There's no right time. There's no right age. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I think, a couple years about, like, how um Harrison Ford was like in his thirties, like Morgan Freeman was like almost forty, and like all of these actors and actresses I like, have started, like they 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 were older than what I am right now. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm fine. I I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. I can do this because I was always hearing like, oh no, you're already too old. Oh no, you can't do this. Oh, things like that, and like the jealousy and things like mm-hmm. imagination, you know. So I was yeah. like, no, and I, I cut ties with a lot of people. I cut ties, like, 
that were negative towards this because this is for me. Like, this is not for them. So it was just like getting back into that horse, you know, and just trying to go for it this time and being very focused because I actually tried to pursue it when I was 20, 2021, but then in the relationship where I was, it was just very, it was very bad. Like how things were happening, it was very bad, and he convinced me to not do it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. And, yeah, so all of that kind of, like, backtracked. And here I am. And I'm just trying to get back to that. That's awesome. The the one thing I've learned over um, doing the podcast and just with the the research that I've done is there's no wrong time to start. Yeah. There are opportunities for everyone, especially with the way the world is now, the world, uh, the way the entertainment industry is. It's so much more inclusive than it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. First, this is the mm-hmm. best time. Like, when we were in New York, um, I can't tell you how many of the agents said, you know what, this is the best time to be an African-American or be Hispanic or be Asian and want to get into the entertainment industry. Because the, the opportunities are so much greater today than there were than they were even like yeah. years ago. And yeah, like definitely. And I've been hearing like, that as well. Yeah, I mean and <clears> with <throat> age too, like age is just a number now. Like are you going to walk the runway in New York Fashion Week? No. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. thing is there are <laughs> so many opportunities and with you living in California, I mean, you basically There's live a in lot. the mess yeah. of the entertainment industry. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I mean, I was like, well, I'm here and I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. I was like, yes. I mean, people travel here. People buy one-way tickets to get here, and I'm already here. So I was like, I can do this. I can. Like, I have to drive. I'm going to do it. And I I think the drive, if you tie the drive that you have with your look, because I saw your picture and I was like, you're you're a beautiful woman. So if you if you, Thank you. Tie the pride that you have with your looks, with the reason why you want to be successful, I mean the possibilities are endless with you. Something with the entertainment industry is it's hard. It's really hard to get into. Like I'm not going to sit here and like blow smoke off you, blow smoke at you and say, oh, you know what? It's going to be you're a shoo-in. Like it's going to be hard. And that's, yeah. that's the truth because the fact yeah. of the matter is like. 95% of people who want to get into the entertainment industry try and they quit or they just don't succeed. Um, yeah, I so mean, because people think that it's going to be like, oh, within a year I'm going to be in a movie. It's like, no, it's not. It's not going to happen like that. It doesn't happen yeah, like that. You have to put in work. Yeah. And if you walk in with, like, that awareness, I think you're gonna, it'll help you even more be successful. But, like, Having such a strong purpose behind why you're doing it, I think that also like if like so here's a question I have for you. So if you if you're going into auditions and like you're told no continually, what's going to keep you trying? What's going to keep you going toward that? Yeah. Um, because I mean this is a dream, you know. Like I will be fighting for that. Yes, I will keep on going, and because of what I am planning for myself, like. My job, like my my why, is like keeping me. You know, is is mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's this feeling, you know. Like I will be fighting for that. Yes, like I can't remember what actor was 
like told no like 11 times oh george clooney he was told no for like so many um pilot episodes until he got into er so i was like okay well no it's okay a few notes is fine like it's it doesn't mean that you that you suck or like you you're not good at it it means that probably you're not the the type of people they're looking for maybe Maybe you're you're acting really good, but then physically they don't envision you to be the character or something. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, no, it doesn't mean that you're not good. That's what I, like, yeah, that's, that's what it so, is um, for me. Yeah, that's so true. And again, having having that um, awareness and that maturity to know, like, okay, you know what, maybe I start out for this part. And they just, I'm not the person. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to be the person for the next role. It's just that. Exactly. It's just, this isn't this isn't meant to be. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's another question I like to ask people on the podcast. And so, if you could be featured on any magazine, what magazine would you want to be featured on, and why do you want to be featured on it? Ooh. Let me see. I would say either Time or Vogue, because I seen um the impact of their interviews that they've had and I I mean those magazines and if I talked about what I'm very passionate about that is gonna be like spread so fast. Yeah. That um I yeah, love- I mean with with what I yeah, like to spread the awareness of the homelessness, I think yeah, like Time or Vogue are like one of like the major um, magazines to like talked about. That's awesome. I love that you said time. Like, I feel like Vogue is something everyone says because it's iconic for fashion and entertainment. And I mean, who yeah. wouldn't want to be featured on Vogue, right? But I love that you said time because, like, on time, world changers are featured, not just like people who are like, oh, like. I yeah. love that you said that. Like, I when you said that, I got goosebumps. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's like, like people that are featured on Time Magazine are people who like are impacting the world. And I yeah, love I love that your vision is so big that you want to impact the world. I do. I definitely awesome. do. I mean, my former boss, she said, like, oh my God, I can't wait for you to take on on the world. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm gonna take over the That's world awesome. one day. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm I mean, to a world just... changer now, guys. You figure <laughs> this out. This is awesome. So, um, how did you hear about CIT Ignite, Michelle? Actually, over the internet, I kind of um, came across Alicia's Instagram. I have no idea how, but um, I think it was on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I was on Instagram on the Explore page, and then I saw her profile, and I saw what she was talking about, and then she talked about VIP Ignite, and then I did my research, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see this, and yeah, I like, I like your guys' philosophy, I like how you are very inclusive of people, and how it's like all well-round, um, you know, agency and stuff, so, and then I saw that it was in LA, in, in New York, and I was like, oh, okay, so here. And then I started doing more and more and more um, research about it. And then I saw that there was the the event, the webinar, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna sign up for that to see what's what's the deal. And I really liked it. You know, I really like how she addresses people. And you know, like if you, if you interact, 
on on the webinar is like, yes, you need to make your presence to be known. And yeah, like she was yeah. interacting with us, yeah, during the webinar, which I really like because I've seen other webinars and it's like it looks kind of like automated in a sense. And I'm just like, no, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, but yeah I like this one. I like this one a lot. Well, I'll give you a little tip that most people don't know. Most webinars are automated, but Alicia definitely Alicia definitely does a two to three hour webinar three times a week. So it's so you're, when you feel like they are automated, most of them are. But this is sometimes they are. Yeah, a live webinar three times a week. So that's a lot of energy she puts in before she even meets one talent. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's like you put in the work and then you feel people putting in the work and it's like, yes, I can work with them. Yeah. You know, like you have That's that awesome. feeling. You have that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Michelle, I know that this is going to like probably knock your socks off, but our our, our half an hour is already up. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Five, well, five, I mean, five, that's what happens. <laughs> I know, right? When you're talking about things you're passionate about, the time, like, yeah. 30 minutes feels like 30 seconds. Definitely. So thank you yes. so much. Thank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for all of the good that you're doing in California, for all the people who need someone to be a voice. And I cannot wait Time Magazine one day. Yes, one day that's going to happen. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, like, giving me this opportunity as well. Oh my gosh, you're so awesome. I cannot wait to meet you in California in LA. Yes. So make sure that um I have to, I tell all of my podcast people this, but I have to have you be responsible for getting a picture with me because I found out in New York I'm not responsible enough to do that. So we definitely have to like have a nice conversation <laughs> when we're in California, yes. okay? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Well, definitely. Okay. Thank well, you, you and see you have too. Have a great rest of your weekend and I'll you talk too. to you soon, okay? <laughs> Yes. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope that everyone enjoyed my conversation today with Michelle. Um, if you are someone who is interested in getting involved in acting, modeling, or music, or music, please make sure you check out our website at ammsociety.com where you can where you can get on a live webinar and learn a lot more about the entertainment industry and potentially get qualified to go to our upcoming event in Los Angeles, or we have an event coming up in New York in November, December time. And if you enjoyed what we talked about today on the podcast, please make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere that podcasts can be found. So much for your time and have a great day.